Happy Saturday, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Crow's Nest. I'm Kelly J. Lewis, and with me, as always, is Dr. Kevin Crow and Thomas Ware III. So there have been so many things going on in the last week on the national and the state level, so let's just dig in. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the Epstein stuff? Oh, And I think we can actually bring that local. (laughs) We start with the national one and then bring it local. Yes, sir. Let's start with that. Um. First of all, I'll talk about who I think is the problem for, and we'll talk about Democrats and Republicans. But different than what people think, I think for the Republicans, I think Trump's in the clear. I do think on this. But I'm going to talk about how it's going to impact them later, okay? Uh, let me put how it may impact Trump, but not directly. First of all, I, um, I think the, when it gets to national ones, the one who's going to be more in trouble is going to be, is going to be Clinton, I think. And, and which will throw that, that wing. And see, when you talk about impacting Clinton, that didn't just impact Clinton. It's everybody who's dependent on him for money and, 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 and a lot of money people in the party. Um, let me talk about why I think Trump's in the clear, but then I want to talk about how it may impact the Republicans in a different way. I think Trump's lucked out because even lawyers who, who have been defending um, or have been representing some of his victims have said that the only person who helped him as far back as 2008 and nine, was Trump. I mean, they've even said that, and we have the court records from that, that they said when they were subpoenaing people, he was the only one who was cooperative. Um, the other thing is, apparently going back to 2008, 2009, he figured out this guy pretty quickly in 2008, 2009. Uh, apparently at, Mar- at Mar-Lago itself, he hit on an underage person. Once that was found, and this is, we have the court documents on this, he basically said, this guy's banned. He's not to be here anymore. So he distanced him at that point. Then in 2015, Trump made a kind of a cryptic comment in one of his interviews saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, Clinton's got some problems. Wait till the Jeff, Jeff Epstein and some stuff come out. So he made kind of a cryptic thing even as early as 2018. Um, the reason I think that Clinton's in trouble is, you know, Clinton made, and you have to watch, Clinton, the Clintons have their own type of lies. It's always a lie that has a grain of truth where they can always say, well, what I said was, so it's always, you know, there's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. What the Clintons give you is a truth. Not the whole That's truth a lot and nothing of politicians, but the truth. Though. Well, he, they, they've perfected it. So you look at his answer that he gave, and he says, well, and, and here's the exact answer, okay? His exact answer was, well, I've, I, was only, I only took four trips between 2002, 2003, and the, and the, and the um, Secret Service was there with me. Okay, now, if he's brought up, he can say, well, that's what I said. What happens, though, is he's made at least 26 trips, okay? Most, uh, many of those without Secret Service, but he can go back and say, well, I said in 2002, 2003. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, and, and here's my issue. And, and as, soon, as soon as Jeffrey Epstein was arrested, yes. it, it did not surprise me at all that he was linked immediately to Trump and immediately to Clinton. Because yes. it's just like, I, and, I, and I just, in, in my head, I was just like, you know what, two of the most well-known and i just think it's going to go deeper than that oh it's going to go it's going to go way deeper but because here's the thing too i mean they're they're let's talk about epstein and his um this thing with alex acosta i mean that that right there do you think that alex acosta should step down he's the he's the uh secretary of labor 
And he was a prosecutor that made this secret deal with Jeffrey Epstein in Florida that um, that basically allowed him to, you know, silently deal with this rather than, you know, having to face this public scrutiny or whatever. Yeah, let me and let me talk about that. Like I said, let me get on the Trump, then let me get on Acosta, and then let me get on the fallout for the Democrats and Republicans. And I think it's two different types of fallout, okay? For Trump, as I said, I don't think it will stick on him. Like I said, he distanced himself early and clearly, okay? And, and again, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff on that. The, the thing, how, let me talk about how it's going to impact the, if it impacts the Republicans negatively, how, and then how it'll impact the Democrats negatively. For the Republicans, the way it may impact them, and you go back to Acosta, again, Trump right off the bat even said, well, if Acosta, we need to look into this. So, so, you know, I don't think he has a connection with Acosta on that, knowledge-wise. Having said that, I think they're, okay, that we can say, right now we're talking about facts. Now I'm going to talk about possibility. So what I'm about ready to say, I have no proof for. I want to stress that, okay? But when I look and say what could happen, I think a danger that could happen with the Republicans, okay, is something that nobody's brought up. Acosta, that's not a big deal. And the reason why on that, Trump can fire him, okay? He can go. That's not, that's... If, it, if the heat gets yeah. to be too and much, fact, he can ask him in a way, In fact, in a way, Trump could come out even looking better. Does that make sense? So I don't think, I don't think that's the problem. Here's a potential problem, which I want to say, I want to stress this. I have no knowledge about what I'm going to say. This is me saying a scenario. A scenario would be... And again, this could fall on the Democrats or the Republicans. I'm just saying this is something that could fall, that could fall on the Republicans. In 2020, it could be a blowout. It could be close. If it's close, Florida would be able to state that it's close on. I'm saying what might be interesting is, is who's going to be involved in Florida in this mess. And so... The danger for Trump is not directly Trump. It has nothing to do with Trump. The danger is, is if there are prominent Republicans who helped get him off, and then that takes them out when it gets down to a close vote. Does that make sense? And again, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I have no proof. It could go the other way. There could be prominent Democrats. I don't know. What I'm saying is the fallout, if it exists for the Republicans, would be that. That's you know, what I think. And, and even though I personally... Uh, do not like this person. Debbie Wasserman Schultz is a very strong voice down there in Florida. So we just, we don't know, but, you know, she has her own problems yeah. down there, you know. Well, I think for the Democrats, I think the problem is going to be fundraising connections because this guy is tied. And again, we've already had the Weinstein thing, which, which hurt him there. This guy's going to be that times 10. Um, it's going to be, and, and here's the other thing I think with Democrats, there's a note, there's a specific witness. Um, let me, they don't give her name, obviously. But the, um, it's, it's Jane Doe number 102, and she made this comment. Uh, she talked about not just Epstein, but she said also it's Epstein's adult male peers, including royalty, politicians, um, academicians, businessmen, and other professionals. Now, here's the thing. People will grab onto that politician stuff, it's not even that that I think is going to be the fallout when it comes politically. Um, 
Royal to wing it on that. That's a different thing. That's an international yeah, thing. Yeah, I was going to say. But the thing that I think is going to hurt people is one of them is going to be the business because that's money. But here's the one that people don't look at when they say academicians. I knew you were going to say that. That gets to the yes, think tanks. Yes. And that could be the ones where it hits the Democrats the most, that, I think. It's going to be something... Now, again, it could be Republican think tanks. I doubt it, but it could be. Hopefully but it's both. It could be. This is the chaos that I've been but, looking but for. This, well, this is going to provide it. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Here's the weird thing, which <laughs> you may actually want it to impact the Democrats more than I do on this, because for you, it could be, well, it could hurt the Democrats, let's say, in 2020. It may be the house cleaning that you want. Does that make sense? Because you and I are very similar in a situation why one of us is a Republican, one's a Democrat, one's conservative, one's liberal, all this. The thing that you and I have in common is the thing that we don't like is corrupt money. And so both of us have a dislike in our own parties for a similar wing, which is basically the bought and paid for wing. And so for you, you may get your house cleaning before I get mine. Uh, on this, which again, I mean, if, if it hurts the Democrats, I, I think you'll think this in the way, if it hurts the Democrats in 2020, but it cleans the party or, or hits that corrupt party long term, it might be better. Uh, you know, and and there, well, actually, Elizabeth Warren is coming out like gangbusters fundraising. Yeah. And, and, it's, and she's doing what Bernie did. Back in 2016, was she's going for the small, the small donors, That's the right. small money donors, and and I like that. I mean, I liked it about Bernie. I like that about anybody who tries right. to keep all of that and and are and are true to that. And like, hey, I'm not going to talk to these people because I don't want their money. I don't believe in it. So that's you know, I'm out. However, I think that with especially with this Epstein stuff and that coupled with these um, allegations of these these teenage girls being sexually assaulted at these detention centers during intake and things like that. I mean, there there is going to be a lot to unpack in 2020. Well, this is really crazy. It's not just a matter of harassment, and it's not just the underage thing. There's some stuff, which is bad, okay? Oh, yeah. There's some stuff that kind of gets in almost like trafficking. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's this been accused of trafficking. Yeah, this is, this is really bad stuff, okay? This is, this is beyond, and by the way, I'm not making a lot of this. This is beyond hookers on a yacht. Oh, this yeah. Is, this is really, really, really dangerous stuff, like bringing people in, going out and recruiting pe- uh, these people, no telling what. This is... I'll say beyond this, it's beyond a sex crime. This could get into slavery. Well, literally slavery. Yes, and and that's not make light of a sex crime. What I'm saying is, this could literally be though the slave trade. Well, and here's the thing too: you don't get an operation this big without having someone within the government on some level. Well, and that's, you, and that you've, got, you've got government and protection. One, and that's here's right. this one that comes out, and I and I don't mean to I, I can't stand Clinton, but I don't mean to just pick on him. The reason I'm doing this is because that's what's come out, okay? But but this will go everywhere else too. But if we look at this, and this comes from, um, let me give you my source here for a second because I don't want to be misquoted here on this. Um, Yeah, this is going to be from, mm, 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 I apologize, I want to make sure to give you the exact source here, but there was $4 million from Clinton, hold on just for a second, give me, I, I, don't, want to, I don't want to misquote myself here, um, let's see, yeah, okay, so, so the, 
the source for this one is going to be, um, I apologize, I have the, usually have this stuff marked and I want to give you the exact person on this one, is is going to be, um, this is the problem being a historian, you got a footnote everything. Okay, <laughs> let's see. But I want to be precise. Um, let's see. Mm. Yeah, here it is. Okay, got it. Um, the source for this one is going to be one of Epstein's own attorneys, okay, which was uh, Gerald Lefcourt. And basically, Lefcourt claimed that Epstein was one of the original funders of Clinton's global initiative, and he gave Clinton $4 million. Now, here's the thing. In politics, we always hear money shout, money talks. Money doesn't talk. Money shouts. And so... And my guess is he probably, no telling where all the money goes. Um, I think Clinton's the tip of the iceberg. Um, it's just, it, it, this just goes beyond me. And, and the, the worst part, I mean, there's so many horrible parts of the story, but I think one of the worst parts for me is having some of those young girls go out and recruit other young right. girls to come into the fold and essentially paying them to, to bring them I mean, that's Russian it, mafia just, type stuff. Not oh, that the Russian man. mafia is in it. Well, I mean, it's that type of oh, stuff yeah, they do. I mean, that's, for the, sure. that's and, just mafia type stuff. And you don't know that, you don't even know who's in, but we don't even no. know who's well, in Well, and here's the other thing, goes. speaking of Russian mafia here's the other thing you know one of the main tactics that spies use is getting the dirt and this guy could be collecting all kinds of dirt and selling it to foreign governments or whatever because and that's where it gets in when you have royalty and all that there's no telling how much blackmail power this guy has and who he could be, you know, who where where that could go. Where he could be shopping that. That's right. right. Now. He could be shopping with the Chinese. He could be shopping with the Russians. He could be shopping with, with drug cartels. Anything. I mean, because we know how dirty Florida is anyway. And yeah. if it's the Bahamas, we know how dirty the Bahamas is. So, uh, this is, and who knows? We say this will be the tip of the iceberg. This may be the end of the iceberg because he could have people in the media. Who knows how much yeah. it will come out? Yeah, we don't We don't I mean, know. this is really a frightening thing. By the way, I wanted to take this and use this as a segue to a local thing. Okay, too. okay. I've thought about this for a long term, and, and, and this is always something you're interested in, too. And we always think, like, in party politics. You know, we always talk about being a one-party state, okay? And I'll tell you where... The, where I'll tell you what the Achilles heel will be on, on, in a one-party state, Okay. Let me, let me talk about the analysis of why this is a one party, and then let me talk about the reality of it, of what it is. And part of it's true and part of it's not. The analysis has always been, well, what happened is at the national level, the Democrats went too far left for, 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 the, for Oklahoma, and that's why they lost the state, okay? I think that would explain it if you're talking about congressional districts, I th which I think is true. I think that explains it if you're talking about Senate districts. I think that is true. And I think for the foreseeable future, that will, it will remain Republican, okay? I think. Um, you know, you might have the district we have now. You could have the Tulsa one go one way or the other. But I think for the foreseeable future, for the distant future, that's true. But state and federal elections are different. And I think there's a different reason. I think part of the reason the Republicans control the state... Part of it will be, again, association with Democrat national policies. I get that. That would, that would explain why you could win a majority. In, in this state, it's not a majority. It's, it's a one-party state. And so you have to look at the reason for that. But there was a second thing that cost the Democrats. One thing was the shift nationally, okay? Um, 
But the other thing, it goes back to when we had years ago the county commissioner scandal. And, of course, that was associated, rightfully so, with the Democrats, rightfully so, because forever and a day the Democrats have been a one-party state. And once you're one-party state, once you have all the party, you don't have to keep clean. You can do whatever you want. And that's what happened. Here's what I think, here's what I'm going to get to. And again, my thing, you know I'm a strong Republican. My thing, though, is to speak truth. And the thing that I don't like is any type of corruption. I think if there is ever anything that will switch it from a totally dominated one-party state, again, it'll always probably be a Republican, but, but reducing will, will be that, will be something corruption at local levels. And I think in this state, I think the Achilles heel, and this is just me kind of looking at local news and kind of watching for the past few years. I'll tell you where I think the Achilles heel is and the, the corrupt part, and, I, and I'll tell you where I think what might come out. And I don't think this year, I mean, this may be three or four years down the line. I think the, the, the dangerous area is going to be county sheriffs, I think. Now, let me say this. I'm going to defend our county sheriff, okay? This has nothing to do with ours. I know we have the, the term uh, shady grady, and a lot of times that's true. <laughs> Having said that, and, and I'm going to explain why I think our sheriff is okay on this. I'm going to give you the exception to this. Our sheriff, we do have a good sheriff here. Now, I know a few a little while ago it came out, well, they've been overpaying him for 10 years. But again, that goes back to previous administrations. And, and when he came in, if that's the pay he's getting, I don't think he would, he would understand that. That's not what he's supposed to be getting. Does that make sense? So I'm going to defend him. I ain't turning down pay. Well, no. Well, I don't think you would know. Does that make sense if that's what <laughs> yeah. you came in with? Okay. Here's what. Here's where I think we have to watch out. And here's what kind of caught me on this one. Um, I don't know if you've been keeping up with what's going on in Nawada County. No. Okay. Well, Nawada County, the current sheriff there, uh, there was a person that that he said was um, there was this girl who was shot, and he ruled it real quickly. It was an accident, and then he made the comment. That's not disputable. Okay, and he's stuck by this. Well, just recently, they've arrested the girl's mother and charged her for first-degree murder. Okay? Now, the sheriff doesn't even want to talk about this, but here's what makes this really, really confusing when you get the details of the crime. Uh, Officials say that the 16-year-old girl was shot multiple times. No one is shot multiple times, and it's a suicide, and it's indisputable. There's something shady going on here. Or an accident. Now, that's (laughs) currently what's going on. I looked back to the previous sheriff. Now, make two or three arguments at one time. Let me tell you who would be clean. Let me tell you who, 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 you, could be, who you can trust. Because I want I, disclaimer, I, I'm, I'm from a law enforcement family. My brother is a retired police officer. He's a former deputy, too. Okay? So, and I love law enforcement. I want to stress this. I'm that kind of Republican, okay? one of those. Okay? But having said that, there is kind of a, a difference here. I think larger cities, not that you can't find corruption, but I think cities like Tulsa and Oklahoma City have a history of professionalism. Yes, there's bad apples. Once you have hundreds and hundreds of people, there's going to be a few bad apples. But in general, there's a, they are very professional. They are. Uh, they, they dot their I's. They cross their T's. I know you can find corruption, but in general, it's a professional organization. I think sheriffs that come out of there, because the way the retirement system works, once you've retired from a police department, you can't, you really can't, it doesn't help you to get to, to become a policeman again. You, you don't get any extra retirement. Therefore, many policemen who work for 
large, like Tulsa, Oklahoma City, what they'll do is later become a sheriff. Yeah, or deputy, yeah. I think the sheriffs that come out of, that are former Tulsa and Oklahoma City sheriffs, I think they're fairly clean. I think they're professionals. I think they run things smoothly. And by the way, that's true with our, our sheriff, okay? He's a former Oklahoma City uh, um, police officer. I also think that's true for sheriffs that were former, um, that were former state troopers. I think those are pretty clean. The problem is that is not true with many sheriffs. Many sheriffs, there's really no, there's not too many criteria for them. And if you look at the majority of the sheriffs in this county, there's a lot of money to be had. And if they're not coming out of a professional stuff, I think there's some room for a graph. Now, going back to this same county, the Nawada County one, the previous sheriff, not the current one, the previous one was, I I believe, a former uh, Tulsa police officer retired. It was a she, and she resigned. Now, this isn't corruption. This is the reverse. The reason she quit, when she quit, she quit with the majority of the sheriff's department. And the reason why was because the jail was unconstitutional. It, was, it had all the, it had carbon monoxide leaks. Um, there was uh, mold. There was, um, um, sorry, my, I can't see right here. Right there, but there, but uh, it's very small print. But you had, not just carbon monoxide, but, but you had a lot of serious things. Okay, uh, that did not meet the constitutional standards. She reported this. No, not going to do anything about it. Okay, the county officials and um, the um, uh, she told this to to one of the judges, and the judge said, "Well, you know, you're complaining too much." And he offered her uh, a huge raise in her salary and would protect her from personal liability. Now that's a bribe. And then she responded. You know, are you compromising my integrity? And she had enough integrity to say, I'm done. She resigned, and the majority of her force resigned. Um, that is, I mean, um, she resigned, her undersheriff resigned, five deputies resigned, the head dispatcher resigned, the canine officers resigned, several jailers resigned. <laughs> there were only five <laughs> people that remained, and of those five, it was three dispatcher, dispatchers and a couple, of, um, a, a couple of detention officers. That was it. Okay, the point is... When we start getting out in the counties here, there's some problems. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, the attorney general, and you know this has to be referred to him, they're not touching this. And I think they're afraid politically to touch it. I think it's the same problem that the Democrats used to have when they were a one-party state. They weren't going to touch the county commissioners because it would hurt the party. Well, you know what should become before the party? Public safety. public (laughs) safety. Public safety and the trust of the citizenry. You cannot, you can't, you you cannot take away public confidence, and I, and I think that's the I think that's what's going to. It may not happen now, but you mark my word, that's going to be the next scandal. You know, that's where uh, that's another uh, place where you and I have a have a very uh, shared philosophical commonality yeah. is with law enforcement. That's it. Because I have a very clear idea of what, what law enforcement is supposed to be to serve and protect. And, and there are many, and we know very many good people. Yes, there are. There, the I majority, know a lot vast of majority. Cops, but there are there are bad actors and bad apples. What what concerns me about that Nawada thing is, okay, so your probably most experienced,
experienced people are out there. I mean, even the canine gave him two paws That's up it. and said, <laughs> said, see you later. So, and then we've so seen what's happened qualified. after that. After that, we've got this one who says, well, you know, that was suicide. It obviously wasn't. That's who replaced this person. Well, and, and here's the thing, too. Not only is there a lack of qualifications, but there's uh, there's obviously a lack of accountability throughout that. And that is just that is just one county of and 77. And that's it. And, you know, I just noticed this because it was recent. Then I started Googling because, you know, you know what politics we look at. We look at what's here. We look at... But I just started going around the county. Go back to, like, from 2015 to the present and see how many county sheriff departments have had serious trouble. Uh, Caddo County. Scandal. Well, and that wasn't even one I was like. I mean, when I'm talking... I mean, really serious dangerous stuff. Not this was a matter of, of jail, but we're talking about some really big criminal activity. Oh yeah. There there's been so much corruption in in, in We just saw uh Anadarko uh one of the old county officers get arrested for running a cockfighting ring. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this is <laughs> the stuff that goes on and I think that's going to be and here's the thing, you know, people always and if you watch Republicans or Democrats either one, when they start thinking, well, where are we gonna make a difference? They think, well, you know, once the governor does this, it'll switch parties. Well the fact is, first of all, I gotta say this about the current governor, and you've met him. The current governor, you're not gonna stick anything negative. You may not like him, but you're not gonna stick anything negative. He's yeah, he's there. I mean, you know and stuff. But but when we had a horrible governor before, and she was horrible. Even that didn't switch the party. Does that mean it didn't, didn't switch who won? It's going to be stuff like this that's an institutional corruption. Again, this is beyond the governor. This is beyond a simple person. And we're not blaming the governor. This has nothing to do with the governor. This is, you know, when you have a corrupt one official, that's easy to fix. But if it becomes institutional and long-term, as we had with the county commissioners when the Democrats were one-party state, and now I fear many sheriff departments with the one-party state here, there's there's no incentive to in, to investigate this. Well, it's because the sheriffs are elected officials, and they get in just like our other horrible elected officials because <laughs> and, not it because well, nobody votes. And you know, for me, I like having sheriffs and elected. I like them being elected. Too. What I want is transparency. Oh, exactly. What I want is for them to do their job and I mean, transparency I, you know, and follow and, and the and policies. I, want to I I love. Um, I, I I believe in like the constitutional sheriffs. I think sheriffs can actually. They have a role to play when it comes to federal governments overstepping their bounds. I, I'm a big supporter of sheriff departments. In fact, I actually we actually contribute to the to the um, the sheriffs association. I believe in the duty of sheriffs, but the thing is, we want things to be clean and transparent. No, I don't. I actually don't want to. I don't even want to change the powers that the sheriffs have. I like the fact that they have a lot of power in this state. What I'm saying is, we need transparency. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, I don't want to clip the wings of the sheriffs. I'm just saying people need to start paying attention to this. And get the correct information. That's it. And get the information. Before we go, we have a crazy story for you. Okay, so this just broke yesterday. Um, the Anadarko City Council decided to yank all of the funding from the Anadarko Chamber of Commerce. Your thoughts, sir. <laughs> oh, I wish I knew more about the study. But the we're going to find out. Well, we're going to find I'm, out, I'm, I'm and then we're going to talk about it I next think, week. I think there is, there's always been, in every city in this, in this state, there is always too close a connection between the Chamber of Commerce and the city. And so much so, even if they're a good Chamber of Commerce, I'm not knocking every Chamber of Commerce, but here's the problem. There is a push by the Chamber of Commerce to make it associated with the city. Whereas I think most people think the Chamber of Commerce is the city. Now, now what do I mean? Let me give you a good example here. You look at 
Chickasha. Okay, and again, I'm not knocking on Chamber of Commerce. I'm not defending it. I'm not attacking it. I'm just making a statement here. The Chamber of Commerce has a logo. That logo is the city of Chickasha's logo. They're using the exact same logo. That is a conflict of interest because I guarantee you if I were anything, if I were the, if I were the, you know, Grady County Republican Party or the Grady County Democrat Party or the Grady County Qantas Club, and I was using the city's logo, they'd sue me. Yeah, I was just going to say, if the crow's nest had the city, had the city logo, yeah, you can't do that. And, and so there's this move to confuse <laughs> in people's mind the distinction between the city government and the Chamber of Commerce. I'm not saying there's not a role for the Chamber of Commerce. I'm saying the city and the Chamber of Commerce are not the same thing. And they shouldn't be. And in this state, they have become... It's not only this state. This is a move by the National Chamber of Commerce to confuse the issue. And this, this is dangerous. This is very, And again, I want to stress this. I'm not attacking a particular Chamber of Commerce. I'm not protac- attacking the majority of the members. What I'm saying is it's dangerous to associate things as being our government that are private entities. That's Absolutely. a danger. But what we're going to find out more about that, and we're going to make sure that we talk about that. And, of course, uh, Swalwell's defection from the election. We didn't even get to touch well, on that. Well, so. that was one positive thing that happened for the Democrats. Let's see. <laughs> you know what? I thought that, too. I think most Democrats it. did, too. Let's see. I was like, you know what? Yes, run for Senate. Yeah. That's what the Democrats <laughs> need is more Senate seats. Run for Senate. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so that it's going to be really interesting. But yeah, we'll find out more about that and uh, more about all of this other crazy politics that is going on. Thank you so much for tuning in. That's going to do it for us. And this week, be sure to catch us every Saturday at noon central straight up for a new episode of The Crow's Nest. And if you miss any of the past episodes, be sure to catch those from our podcast tab. You can click on that directly from our homepage at talkjive.org. Well, that's another week for us. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Kelly J. Lewis for Thomas Ware III and Dr. Kevin Crow. Have a great weekend, everyone.